Okay. So inshallah from verse number 40, we will begin a different topic completely. In the previous verses, we have learned about the purpose of this book, who this book is a guide for. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invites all of mankind, Ya أَيُّهَا nas, O people, worship your Lord. And then the proofs are given. And the story of our origin is also mentioned. The story of Adam alayhi salam, our father, that is mentioned. Now we see that a particular group of people is addressed. And what is that group of people? Bani Israel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses them and He invites them. So this is like a special invitation for the Bani Israel. A special invitation for what? To worship Allah, to believe in the Prophet ﷺ. Why Bani Israel? Why not some other nation? Why not some other people? Why not another community? Why the Bani Israel in particular? Remember, in the story of Adam alayhi salam, we learned that when Allah sent Adam alayhi salam to the world, He said, فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا فَمَنْ تَبِعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to send guidance to mankind. Correct? How did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send guidance to mankind? By sending prophets and by revealing different books. So for example, we learn about Prophet Nuh alayhi salam. He was one of the first prophets to be sent to people. Way after him, fast forward all the way to Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. And this is where you must start taking notes. Alright? Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. You remember the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. He was from Iraq. His family, they were idolaters. They worshipped idols. Ibrahim alayhi salam, he invited them to worship Allah alone. And basically his father said that if you don't stop, I'm going to kill you myself. And they actually tried to kill him when they threw him in the fire. But even that didn't work. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, he left Iraq. He went somewhere else. Alright? Now, remember, Ibrahim alayhi salam had two sons. Two sons that we definitely know about. One is Ismail alayhi salam and the other is Ishaq alayhi salam. Ismail alayhi salam, he was settled where? In the barren valley of Mecca. Right? And the mother of Ismail alayhi salam was who? Hajar. And remember when she ran out of food completely, no water, she was looking for food, she was looking for water, and she ran from one mountaintop to the other? How many times? Seven times, Safa and Marwa. Alright? Ismail alayhi salam, he was settled in Mecca. Mecca is where? In Arabia. And from the children of Ismail alayhi salam came who? Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Alright? But on the other hand, remember, Ibrahim alayhi salam also had another son whose name is Ishaq alayhi salam. Ishaq alayhi salam, he settled in the land of Palestine. Alright? In the land of Palestine. Ishaq alayhi salam also had a son whose name was Yaqub. Yaqub alayhi salam. Even Yaqub alayhi salam was a prophet of Allah. Now Prophet Yaqub alayhi salam in Palestine, he's living there and he had 12 sons. MashaAllah. Big family. Alright? 12 boys. Can you imagine what fun they must have? 12 boys. Anyway, one of those 12 boys was who? Yusuf alayhi salam. And the rest of the brothers had a problem with him, right? They were jealous. 
Anyway, they wanted to get rid of him. So they decided to just throw him into a well. Alright, they lied to their father. They said, oh, a wolf came and ate him. Right? Whereas in reality, they had thrown him into a well. Somebody came, found a boy in the well, took him out, took him to Egypt, sold him as a slave. Yusuf salam lived like a slave for so long. And then he ended up in jail. You know about his story. He ended up in jail. And then the king had a dream. Remember? Yusuf salam gave the interpretation. The king was so happy, he said, bring this man to me. Now Yusuf salam has a very big position in Egypt. Alright? What happened in the surrounding areas was there was a huge famine. Even in Egypt there was a famine. So people ran out of food. They needed food. So the brothers of Yusuf salam came to Egypt to buy food. And who did they deal with? Yusuf salam, Right? Yusuf salam recognized them. They did not recognize him. Long story short, eventually Yusuf salam told them who he was. And then he told his brothers, come and stay with me here. So his 11 brothers came and settled where? In Egypt. They were no longer living in Palestine. Alright? In Egypt, they lived for many generations. Now, they died, their children lived on, and you know, the following generation lived on, previous generation died, etc., etc. So now, these people were who? Bani Israel. Children of Israel. Israel is whose title? Yaqub salam. So his 12 sons, their children, they're basically like 12 tribes, they're known as Bani Israel. They lived in Egypt for a very long time. At the beginning, things were really good. But then later, what happened? Fir'aun, for some reason, which inshallah we will talk about later, Fir'aun decided to get rid of them. And in order to get rid of them, he didn't just say that, okay, leave. You must move out, you immigrants. No. What did he say? He said, you know what? We're going to slowly finish them off. How? The adults were all forced into slavery. They were forced into slavery. They lost their jobs, they lost their status, didn't matter. Everything they lost. And just because they were of a certain race, they were turned into slaves. And any time they had children, babies, if the baby was a boy, that boy would be killed, slaughtered. This was Fir'aun's strategy of slowly and painfully Finishing these people. Now what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent who? Prophet Musa alayhi salam to rescue them. Musa alayhi salam took them. And remember this is when the sea parted. Alright, they crossed the sea. And then they ended up in the Sinai. Alright, inshallah I'll show you in a picture of Sinai. It's a desert. They ended up over there. They were supposed to cross it. And then go to Palestine. But what happened is that finally when they crossed it and they reached Palestine, they found out that there was another nation now living in that land. And they were supposed to enter and of course that meant there might be a fight. They said to Musa salam, you know what, we're not fighting, we're not going. You and your Lord, you go fight and when everything's good, just call us. Musa salam at that point, he was so upset. He just made dua to Allah that, oh Allah, separate me from these people. He couldn't handle them anymore. Anyway, Musa salam passed away. Bani Israel were still in the Sinai for many, many years. And this stage is known as the wanderings. Okay, because they wandered in the Sinai. Finally, under the leadership of Yushar ibn Nun. 
Joshua, Yushar ibn Nun, who is one of the students of Musa alayhi salam. Also, he became a prophet, Prophet Yushar ibn Nun. He's not mentioned in the Quran directly. But remember the story of Musa alayhi salam when he went to meet Khadr? In Surah Kahf it is mentioned. And then there was a boy with him. وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِفَتَاهُ When Musa alayhi salam said to his Fata, the young boy, it is said that that young boy was Yushar ibn Nun. Anyway, under the leadership of Yushar ibn Nun, finally the Bani Israel, they entered their homeland, Palestine, and then they lived there. Alright? Okay. Now what happened over there? They're back home. They have the Torah. They're supposed to live by the Torah. At the beginning, yes, they followed the Torah. But then over time, what happened? They got lazy. They thought religion was boring. They changed their religion to make it, you know, suit their desires. Things that they found very difficult, they left them. Things they found easy, they invented them. You know, they changed their book up a lot. And then we see that over hundreds and hundreds of years, Bani Israel, they had many ups and downs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them prophets. Many prophets. And some of those prophets were even great kings. Like for example, Dawood alayhi salam, Sulaiman alayhi salam after him. Alright? And there were times when other nations attacked them, they were evicted from their homeland, and then they came back. This happened many times over. Inshallah we will learn about this as we study the Quran, as we study Surah Al-Baqarah. Finally, we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them Prophet Zakariya alayhi salam, Yahya alayhi salam. And the last prophet that was sent to Bani Israel from Bani Israel was Prophet Isa alayhi salam. But what did they do to Prophet Isa alayhi salam? They didn't believe in him. In fact, they actually tried to kill him. They failed in that, but they tried to kill him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised him safe and sound. Right? Now what happened? 600 years, no prophet, no new book, nothing. 600 years. And the Bani Israel, they were expecting a prophet. Because never before had they had this 600 period of time in which there was no new prophet. Every now and then, there was a new prophet that was sent to them, to help them, to rescue them. And inshallah, we will see these stories as we study the surah. After 600 years, what happens? There is a person in Makkah from the Bani Ismail. Now remember, Bani Ismail? Ibrahim alayhi salam had two sons. Bani Israel are from who? From the children of Ishaq alayhi salam. Ishaq alayhi salam, son Yaqub alayhi salam. This is who the Bani Israel are from. Alright? Now what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends His final and last messenger, not from the children of Yaqub alayhi salam. Instead, He sends it from who? The children of Ismail alayhi salam. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Alright? Now, a little bit more, but before that, I want you to take a look at the map. Alright? You see, this is the Middle East. You have Saudi Arabia, but look at the top right corner. Alright? You have Egypt, you have the Red Sea, and across the Red Sea you have Jordan, you see Amman, you see Israel, you see Lebanon and Syria up there. Right? So, this is the area that we will be looking at. Now, see the Red Sea? This is the Sinai. Okay, Mount Sinai. So you see they were in Egypt. They crossed the sea where the sea was parted for them. They ended up in the Sinai. And then they went all the way to their homeland. Alright? 
even when Musa salam rescued them from Fir'aun, and finally under the leadership of Yushar bin Nun, the Bani Israel ended up back home. Over those years, like I mentioned to you, there were many ups and downs. Alright? Now, Bani Israel technically are one family. Isn't it? They're one family. Like one big family, one race. And this is known as the Jewish diaspora. That over the course of years, they weren't able to live in their homeland anymore. There were many invasions, many foreign nations that attacked. One of the stories, inshallah, we will learn about at the end of the second juz, inshallah. Alright? They were attacked. So you see how the tribes of Bani Israel, they ended up in different parts of the world. Okay? Because they were fleeing persecution. Alright? They were fleeing persecution. So they went to different parts of the world, settling over there, so that they could safely exist, practice their faith, etc. Now, three of their tribes went which side? Towards Arabia. Alright? They went towards Arabia. The Prophet wasallam, when he migrated to Medina, three Jewish tribes lived in Medina at that time. Write this down please. This is very important. If you understand this concept, inshallah, the rest of the verses will come very easy. Okay? There were three Jewish tribes that lived in Medina. Does anybody know their names? Banu Qaynuqar, Banu Qurayla, and the third one? Banu Nadir. So Banu Qaynuqar, Banu Qurayla, and Banu Nadir. Alright, these three tribes lived in Medina. Now, you see, the Bani Israel, these three tribes, now forget about everybody else, focus on the tribes that lived in the city of Medina. Alright? Arabs lived in Medina, of course. And these three tribes also lived in Medina. But what was the difference between them? Huge difference. Huge difference. How? The Jewish tribes, they were People of scripture. People of what? Scripture. Ahlul kitab. People of the book. Alright? They had a law. They had a scripture that they read, that they followed, supposedly. Alright? The Arabs, on the other hand, they were ummiyun. They were unlettered. They had no scripture. They just did whatever they felt like or whatever they knew of the way of Ismail salam. But even that over the years, they had changed it up. Ibrahim salam built the Kaaba for what reason? So that people would worship only Allah. But what did the people do? They filled it with idols. Alright? So you see, there's a huge difference. One is the Bani Israel, they're people of scripture. And the Arabs, they were who? Bani Ismail? They were Ummiyun. They were unlettered. Alright? Now when the Prophet ﷺ is sent as a prophet of Allah, he is not just sent to his people, in the sense that people who were related to him through blood. No, he was sent as a messenger to who? To who? All of mankind. Alright? So, the Bani Israel, the three Jewish tribes that lived in Medina, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses them over here in particular. Okay? Ya Bani Israel, O children of Israel. Okay? So now keep this in mind as we study the verses. 
Okay. What happens is that sometimes when people read these verses, they say, look, you know, the Jews are singled out and they're being condemned. And we will see over here that they're not necessarily being condemned. They are being reminded of Allah's favors. Why? So that they would believe in Allah's messenger. Alright? This doesn't mean that the Qur'an is anti-Semitic. Likewise, another important thing when we study these verses is that even though the Bani Israel are being addressed, it doesn't mean that these verses have nothing to do with us. We can still learn from them. And the intelligent, the wise person is the one who learns from the example of other people. Okay, let's begin the verses. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا بني إسرائيل أو بني إسرائيل أذكروا Remember نعمتي my favor which favor التي أنعمت عليكم which I bestowed upon you. We see over here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the Bani Israel certain commands. There are at least 15 commands that are given in these verses. The first one is that remember the blessings of Allah upon you. Remembering a blessing. What is the purpose of remembering a blessing? The purpose is to feel grateful. Dhikr of a ni'mah, write this down. The purpose of remembering a blessing is to feel grateful. And when you feel grateful, then you comply. You are obedient. You do what the other wants you to do. You know, for example, if you're feeling very grateful for what your parents have done for you. Let's say your dad just got you a new phone. And you're feeling so happy. And then your dad says, he just barely takes your name that you're so attentive. Immediately you're like, yes dad, what can I do for you? When you feel grateful, you become obedient. So remember my favors upon you. What were the blessings that Allah bestowed on the Bani Israel? Many. But we can divide them into three categories. The first category is blessings related to the deen. Religious. Religious favors. Like for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them many scriptures, one after the other. The Torah, the Injil, the Zabur. Not just scriptures, but even prophets. Prophets like Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, Dawood alayhi salam. So many prophets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them. Guidance. Allah gave them these religious blessings while so many people in this world had no idea. They were living in darkness. They had no idea about who God is, why we are here. The Arabs were ummiyun, unlettered, no scripture. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed blessings upon them with regards to the dunya, worldly blessings. So firstly, religious blessings. Secondly, worldly blessings. Like for example, think about it. They're an ancient people. The Bani Israel are an ancient people. Now generally what happens over time because of some natural disaster or because of invasions and things like that, nations, they're completely finished. But despite everything that the Bani Israel went through, imagine facing the persecution of Pharaoh where he had an all plan to finish them off completely. He's killing their babies. Killing them literally. So they survived that. They survived that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Musa alayhi to take them out of slavery. So this is a huge blessing. 
then Dawood salam, Sulaiman salam, they were not just prophets, they were also kings. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse number 20, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ يَا قَوْمِ اذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ Musa salam, said to the Bani Israel, remember Allah's favor is upon you. إِذْ جَعْلَ فِيكُمْ أَنْبِيَاءِ when he made among you prophets, وَجَعَلَكُمْ muluka, And he made you kings. Meaning, in you, he sent many prophets. In you, he sent many kings also. They had great kingdoms, civilization, law, worldly blessings. And thirdly, unique favors also. The third type of blessings is what? Unique favors. Like for example, how often does it happen that the sea is parted so that people may cross it safely? When does it happen? I mean, this was an exclusive, a unique favor that Allah bestowed on them at that point. When they were in the desert of Sinai, there was no source of food. What could they have? Nothing grows in the desert, right? What could they eat? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent on them man and salwa. Food from the heavens down to them so that they could eat. And it is said that man was actually something sweet. Salwa, kind of a bird. So something like roast chicken maybe, Allahu A'lam. Man and salwa. Salwa, bird and man, something sweet. So many such favors Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon them. So, udhkuru ni'mati. Remember my favor, allati an'amtu alaykum, which I bestowed on you. Now even though these verses are talking about Bani Israel, I want you to think about yourself. Think about yourself, your life, your 15, 16, 20, 35 years that you have lived and what all you have enjoyed. Think about it, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you so much. Now what happens is that typically we compare ourselves to others and not in a good way. We compare ourselves to others thinking, oh, He's got that, and she's got this, and they've got that, and me? Nothing. No. You've got something too. You've got something too. And the thing is, when we remember Allah's favors upon us, think about yourself. What did Allah give me? Think about it. Today, right now, what do I have? What all have I enjoyed? In terms of health, in terms of seeing the world, in terms of Shopping and buying stuff and using stuff and going to different places and eating at different places, eating different foods. What all has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon you? So remember my favors upon you. This is the first thing. Secondly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands them. And I want you to number these commands. Alright, so the first is udguru. The second is awfu. Fulfill bi'ahdi my covenant. I will fulfill your covenant. Fulfill your promise with Allah. What was the promise that the Bani Israel made with Allah? In Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse number 12, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He took a covenant from the Bani Israel. Alright? Covenant is a promise, a firm promise, okay, firm agreement. He took that from the Bani Israel. And what was that promise? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ اللَّهُ إِنِّي مَعَكُمْ Allah said that I am with you, meaning I will help you. But the condition is, 
لَإِنْ أَقَمْتُمُ الصَّلَاةَ You establish the prayer. وَآتَيْتُمُ الزَّكَاةَ And you give the zakah. وَآمَنْتُمْ بِرُسُلِي And you believe in my messengers. وَعَزَّرْتُمُوهُمْ You honor my messengers. وَأَقْرَضْتُمُ اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا And you give Allah a beautiful loan, meaning you spend in His way. Alright, so these promises they made with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is an agreement. Allah said, I will help you, but you have to do something also. What were they supposed to do? Establish the prayer, give the zakah, believe in Allah's messengers. Believe in Allah's promises. Alright? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised them something in return. The verse continues that if you do that, لَأُكَفِّرَنَّ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ I will forgive you your sins. وَلَأُدْخِلَنَّكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِيَ الْأَنْهَارِ I will make you enter paradise. So here the Bani Israel are reminded, fulfill your promise with Allah. If you want Allah's help, you fulfill the promise. One of the things that you've promised, that you will believe in Allah's messengers. Now here is Allah's messenger, believe in Him. Now, the Bani Israel had a big problem with believing in Muhammad wasallam. What was that problem? Remember I told you, Bani Israel were people of the book, people of the scripture. And the Arabs were who? The unlettered. Now, because of this reason, Bani Israel, they considered themselves to be better. Just as typically as Muslims, what is our attitude? What is our attitude? We're the best, you know. Because we're on the truth. Okay, alhamdulillah, fine. Yes, you believe in the truth. Yes, you have the book. You have the best role model messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, but it doesn't mean that you belittle other people. You look down on them. You think less of them. So if they have something good, acknowledge it. If they have something good to offer, take it. And sometimes we also become very racist, unfortunately. Because we have some kind of pride associated with our race or religion or tradition or culture. So the Bani Israel, they were not willing to believe in Muhammad wasallam at all. You know, there is a very interesting story. When the Prophet wasallam entered Medina, there was a man, a scholar, a rabbi of the Jews, Abdullah bin Salam. He said that he also went to see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that everybody is saying he's a prophet. Well, I'm a person of knowledge. Let me go see him. He said, when I saw him, I knew that this was not the face of a liar. He's not a liar. Abdullah bin Salam, he came and he asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam some questions. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave answers that satisfied him. And he knew at that time that he is a messenger of Allah. He believed in him. Now what happened? Abdullah bin Salam radiallahu anhu, right? He said to the Prophet ﷺ that my people respect me, but I don't want to go tell them like this that I have believed in you, because then they're not going to respect me anymore. So you call them and you ask them. So anyway, they came, and Abdullah bin Salam was not there. The Prophet ﷺ asked them, what do you say about Abdullah? And they said, oh, he's the best of us, and he's this and he's that. They went on praising him. And then Abdullah bin Salam, he came out and he said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadur Rasulullah. And they said, no, 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 he is the worst of us and he doesn't know anything. They completely turned around. Completely. Why? What happened here? Because if they believed in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa what would happen? 
the Bani Israel would lose their religious superiority. Write this down. They would lose their religious superiority. They considered themselves to be the best of all of mankind. Why? Because they had scripture, they had prophets, and if they believe that someone from a different race is now a prophet and they were to believe in him and anybody else can, then what would be the difference between us and the rest of the people? And isn't that what Islam teaches us? That all people are the same and if any person has any superiority over another, it's because of what? Inna akramakum indallahi atqakum The most righteous, it's because of piety. Not because of race. Not because of your family history. It's because of what you do. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds them, look, you made a promise with me that you will believe in my prophets. Now my prophet has come, so believe. Now of course they had their hesitations. So Allah says, وَإِيَّايَ فَرْهَبُونَ The third command, fear only me. Don't fear people. Fear only me. And remember I told you, this type of fear is such that makes a person careful. It stops a person from doing something wrong. So fear only me. 